Welcome to this time of prayer and quiet reflection on the Friday of Holy Week. I'm Thomas Kleinert. You will also hear the voices of Alison Ruari, Rachel Dixon, Michael Lebune, Kaylee Rhodes, Stephen Mosley, Katie and TJ McLaughlin, and Micah Snow. Katie and TJ also sing on this recording, and Micah plays the piano. All of us are part of the community for whom this service was created, Vine Street Christian Church in Nashville. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful that through this shared time we can come together across great distances in prayer and in gratitude for the depth of God's faithfulness. We begin with words from Psalm 22. All who see me deride me. They curl their lips, they toss their heads. He trusted in the Lord, let him save him. Let him release him, if this is his friend. Yes, it was you who took me from the womb, entrusted me to my mother's breast. To you I was committed from my birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not leave me in distress. Come close. There is none else to help.
Will you pray with me? Almighty God, look with mercy on your people, for whom Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and to be given over to the hands of sinners and to suffer death on the cross. Bring to completion your saving work so that the whole world may see the fallen lifted up, the old made new, and all things brought to perfection by him through all things were made, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted and lifted up and shall be very high. Just as there were many who were astonished at him, so marred was his appearance beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of mortals. So he shall startle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which had not been told them they shall see. And that which they had not heard they shall contemplate. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases, yet we accounted him stricken struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By a perversion of justice he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. They made his grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich, although he had done no violence. And there was no deceit in his mouth, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. When you make his life an offering for sin, 
he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. Out of his anguish he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors.
A reading from the Gospel according to John. Pilate entered the headquarters, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king? For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified.
the questions and statements we're about to hear are rooted in the scriptures, in particular the prophet Micah and Psalm 78. And they have been part of Good Friday liturgy since the ninth century. They are questions God asks of all generations of God's people. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? How have I offended you? Answer me. I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. In the waters I delivered you, and you have prepared a cross for your Savior. I led you through the desert with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. I brought you through the sea and fed you with manna, the bread of angels. I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, and you have prepared a cross for your Savior. What more could I have done for you that I have not done? Answer me. Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? I planted you, my chosen and fairest vineyard. I made you the branches of my vine. And you have plaited thorns into a crown and mocked me. You have prepared a cross for your Savior. I gave you my commandments, the words of life. And you have brought me to the judgment hall of Pilate. I scourged your enemies and brought you to a good land. And you have scourged and beaten me. I gave you the water of salvation from the rock, and you have given me gall and left me to thirst. You have prepared a cross for your Savior. My peace I gave you, which the world cannot give, and I was among you as one who serves, washing your feet. Yet you draw the sword to strike in my name, and seek high places in my kingdom. I offered you my body and blood, and you scatter. You deny and abandon me. You have prepared a cross for your Savior. I sent the Spirit of truth to guide you, and you close your hearts and fall asleep. Could you not keep awake one hour I pray that you may all be one in me, and you continue to quarrel and divide. I call you to go and bring forth fruit, and you cast lots for my clothing. You have prepared a cross for your Savior. I grafted you into the tree of my chosen Israel, and you turned on them with persecution and murder. I made you joint heirs with them of my covenants, and you made scapegoats of my beloved. You have prepared a cross for your Savior. I came to you as the least of your brothers and sisters. I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me, and you have prepared a cross for your Savior. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? 
In what have I wearied you? How have I offended you? Answer me. They took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read the inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. O secret head now wounded With grief and shame weighed down Now scornfully surrounded With thorns thine only crown How pale thou art with anguish with sore abuse and scorn. How does that visage languish, which once was bright as morn?
What now, O Christ, has suffered was all for sinners' gain. Mine, mine was the transgression, but thine the deadly pain. No, here I fall, my Saviour, tis I deserve thy place. Look on me with thy favour, and keep me in thy grace. Let us pray for the one Church of Jesus Christ throughout the world, for its unity in witness and service, for all its ministers and congregations, that God will confirm the Church in faith, increase it in love, and preserve it in peace. Faithful and compassionate God, your Spirit guides the Church and makes it holy. Hear the prayers we offer, that in the ministry to which you have called us, we may serve you faithfully, through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Let us pray for all nations and peoples of the earth, and for those in authority among them, for the President, the Congress and Supreme Court, for our Governor, our Mayor and those who serve with him in the Council, for all who serve the common good that by God's help they may seek justice and truth, that all might live in peace. Faithful and compassionate God, kindle, we pray, in every heart the true love of peace, and guide with your wisdom those in authority that justice, peace, and freedom may increase until the earth is filled with the knowledge of your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us pray for all who suffer, for those who are hungry and those who are homeless, for those struggling to breathe under oppression, for prisoners and refugees, for those who are sick or wounded, for those in loneliness and in fear, for those in confusion, doubt and despair, for the sorrowful and bereaved, and all at the point of death, that God's love will comfort and sustain them, and that we may be stirred up to minister to them. Faithful and compassionate God, the comfort of all who sorrow, the strength of all who suffer, hear the cry of all who call on you in any trouble. Grant them the joy of receiving your help in their need and give us the strength to serve them 
through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Let us pray for all who do not believe the Gospel of Christ, for those who have never heard the message of salvation, for those who have lost their faith, for those who are indifferent to Christ, for those who actively oppose Christ by word or deed and persecute Christ's disciples, for those who in the name of Christ have persecuted others, that God will open their hearts to the truth and lead them to faith and obedience. Faithful and compassionate God, you create and love all the peoples of the earth. May your good news be so lived and proclaimed that all are brought home to your presence. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us commit ourselves to God and pray for the grace of a holy life that with all who have died in the peace of Christ and with those whose faith is known to God alone, we may enter the fullness of life in the joy of Christ's resurrection. God, our refuge and strength, accept the prayers of your people and bring to fulfillment your plan for all creation through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray together as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory for ever. Amen.
Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because that Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with the spear, and at once blood and water came out. These things occurred so that the scripture might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again, another passage of scripture says, they will look on the one who they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices and linen cloths, according to the burial customs of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified. And in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. What language shall I borrow to thank thee, dearest friend, for this thy dying sorrow, thy pity without end. Oh, make me thine forever, and should I fainting be, oh, let me never, never outlive my love to thee. 